Hey, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast like I did? I, I thought I was crazy and I just did it. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on all the apps and, and get people to listen? And, and how do I make money from it? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Crazy, right? I love Anchor. It's easy and you should use it too. So if you always wanted to do your own podcast and start making money, go to anchor.fm backslash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. Thanks. Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. I'm really excited about my guest today because we, were, we will dig into and our conversation will hit directly on two of my core mantras and real core pillars of what I believe in. Number one, not burning bridges, and number two, playing the long game. With me today is Minnie Domley, who brings over 15 years of experience in human resource leadership and talent management. She got her start in the U.S. Air Force and supporting talent there as well. Then moved on to the agency side at really awesome agencies like CDM, Roxa, HNW, Draft FCB Healthcare. And then she took the helms as VP of HR at VaynerMedia and most recently Chief Talent Officer at Havas Village in Boston. Minnie is super passionate about helping to change the dynamics of diversity and how it's being evaluated and strategized within organizations. As well, she's a huge advocate of how companies should treat their employees as their number one value asset. Couldn't be more true in this day and age. She's an expert in HR process, talent acquisition, and employee relations. And today, she's going to share her knowledge to help you empower your career and move it forward. So those of you who've been following my journey, I talk a lot about my time at Vayner and eventually letting, getting let go. Yeah, I got fired. And the advice that Gary gave me at that moment, I talked about that a lot and how that was a critical moment in my life. And it was also the lowest point of my life and my career. And Minnie was the one who actually pulled the trigger and fired me. She was just doing her job, but she did. And you know, who, who saw that one coming, right? So yeah. our, our story, a little bit of background. So even before that moment, I always talk about don't let one moment really define your relationship with somebody. Sometimes people have to do what they got to do in an organization because that's their function. You know, we had a good relationship then and we have a good relationship now. And that's when even after she had to let me go, we still stayed close. And Minnie, I, I truly value our relationship because the empathetic way in which you handled that situation, the way I was let go, the way I was handled by Vayner, and every way you handled that step of the process. And I think it really sets a shining example for organizations um, and HR leaders about how they should really act in these situations. So we're going to dig into that in a little bit. We're going to dig into you and your career journey, not you. I'm talking about my audience, you know, if you find yourself in a similar situation and a whole lot more. So let's jump in. Minnie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. I'm excited. It's so great to spend some time with you and, uh, you know, your audience. I'm, I'm excited to, to help contribute and, you know, 
Awesome. Well, it certainly comes full circle. So for those of us who, who really don't know, you know, we hear about HR, we have HR people in our company, but at a very high level, what, what are some of the functions and what does HR do within an organization? Yeah, so I mean, I think you can think of HR as sort of center of excellence. So there are different components within HR, you know, your benefits, your policies, um, you know, talent acquisition, you know, those are the folks that are bringing in the talent, the recruiters that you're interfacing with, um, and then talent management. So, um, you know, folks are typically coined as HR generalists that kind of wear all hats, jack of all trades, uh, really spending a lot of time with the employee population, understanding the business and helping drive, you know, both talent and business forward. That, that's awesome. So let me ask you, when, when, when you were a little girl, did, <laughs> did you, like, did you always know you were going to go into HR? Like, when, when, when did that moment happen when, when you said, I'm going to go down the path of, of human resources and helping employees throughout their career? How did, how did that happen? Yeah, I think, you know, when I was in high school, I uh, really like valued my friendships and providing advice and just being, you know, just an advocate and listening and being supportive um, and realizing, you know, there's, there's got to be some sort of profession where I could be doing this on a professional level. And when, you know, I started off my career in the Air Force um, in sort of the old school personnel management side of things, I was on the tech and um, human capital side. And they're really seeing how HR is administered black and white, because it is, uh, didn't feel right for me. And so coming into the civilian sector and into the private sector, and particularly working in advertising over the last 10 plus years, um, I realized that, and I knew this all along, that there's always a great component in how we deal with humans. We are humans. Um, and it's not a transactional process. Absolutely. And what I really value is being able to you know, develop relationships with people and have it be a one-to-one -one interaction. And then how does that then, how can we bring that to our business and make sure that we're optimizing our talent in the best way possible? That's incredible and, and, and very insightful because a lot of people think HR is just hiring, firing and doing benefits and all that kind of stuff, but it's a lot more. And, you know, we went back and forth about what your passion points are. And one of them that really caught my attention is really how organizations view and value employees as they climb that ladder and really around how, how some people, as they go up in seniority, may not be right for leadership and management, and they just may be positioned best as an individual, individual contributor. Let's unpack that a little bit. Tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, you know, I think just in my experience of working uh, in different um, companies, the challenge, one, of the, one of the challenges that have continuously ar arised has been, you know, how do we um, propel our, our talent so that we're, you know, making sure that we have the right mentors and leaders and managers that are developing our folks. And I think those three things, leaders, mentors, and managers are very separate and should be defined differently. And as we started looking at career succession planning um, and pathing, you know, it was very clear that there are certain roles that just are best operated as individual contributors. And you can be a guru in what you do, and that's okay. And you can have 20 plus years of experience of course. as a copywriter and not have to manage. Some people don't like to manage. Exactly. You know, come natural and leadership doesn't come natural either. So when you find those special unicorns, you sort of want to attach yourself to those folks and figure out how do we spread that, you know, across the organization. So I feel that, um, you know, it's partly one sort of the DNA. Do you have it in you? Two, is the organization setting you up for success? And three, do you really want to do it? 
100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's interesting too, but I look back on my career and where I stand now, I, I absolutely love and thrive being an individual contributor. And it's interesting because if I stayed down the path I was before switching, I was group director over at Vayner. I was leading a team and there were elements of leadership that I, that I absolutely love. I love mentoring, but there were parts of it that I wasn't good at. And I think that's some of the pieces that might've contributed you know, to, to my uh, downfall, so to speak. But looking back on it now, I wouldn't be able to have that self-awareness if that didn't happen and really be able to capitalize on my strengths. So let's switch gears for um, a little bit here and, and we'll talk about what happens. Listen, everyone, it happens to most of us. It happens at some point in your career that you get let go, you get downsized, you get fired, you lose your job. Now, if someone's in a position, let's say, you know, like me at the time, and they feel that their performance isn't up to par, they're having performance reviews, conversations with their bosses, you know, what is the best way for an employee to handle that? Yeah, you know, I think before we even answer that question, I think it's the journey of how you got there. And again, I think companies are, are also missing the mark here. And you and I had the pleasure of working with Gary Vaynerchuk, who is a very raw, honest um, human leader. You know, he believes in really treating employees with respect and going above and beyond, which we both have felt that. Yeah, of course. And that honestly is probably... I can count on one hand and not even fill all fingers to say, you know, that I've had the opportunity to work for leaders like that. So going back, I think it's really understanding how you got to that place as to why you were let go. And I think, you know, I've been let go in my career as well, and it is demoralizing. It is earth shattering, crushing, especially for someone, you know, who really um, works hard and touts yourself to, you know, bring your best self to work every day and then all of a sudden you're being let go. Depends on why you're being let go. Is it performance? Is it because the business is being marginalized and you, you know, unfortunately don't have a place? But if it's performance, you know, I always say this, I have two mottos and two mantras, I should say sort of two mantras. Um, an employee should always know where they stand. Mm -hmm. An employee should always know where they're going. And as a manager, if you're not providing, but if you're not able to answer both of those questions to your employee, and then you sit down a year later and let them go. I have to believe that that's on the manager and the company failing the employee. Yeah, and I, and I couldn't agree with you more. And I, you know, I really don't want to go back on it on you know Monday morning quarterback. And I take full and I've had this conversation with you and other people. You know, my personal thing, I, I take full responsibility. You know, for for what happened, I'm no one to blame for that but myself. But looking back on that a little bit, I certainly think that there's ways. You know, the organization could set me specifically up for success. I think that there could have been different performance review points. But ultimately, listen, it comes down to me and not performing and, and self-awareness. So going back again, I think that, you know, it was certainly handled well. So cool. So let's 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 jump back for a little bit. And, and you shared with me some thoughts offline about, you know, my my personal. I'd love to get your take on because you know, I think I said a good example of how somebody should react, you know, when they yeah. like, get let go. And especially at. At, at this stage of, of your life, you know, I was 35 at the time. We just bought a house. I had a daughter. I've been in the industry for 15 years and I'm at the point where I'm like, holy shit, maybe I'm just not a good account person. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And, 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 and that was tough for me. And you were on the sideline. I said, I'd love to hear your viewpoint about how I, how I reacted to this situation of getting fired. Like I said, it's, I think you were a bit blindsided by the actual conversation um, which 99.9% .9 people are, to be honest. Um, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, you, you did see it coming. It was just, you know, a matter of time, but when you're in the moment, it's so hard. And I think, you know, if you can sort of rise above it, control the emotion, and then have a moment to process it and go back 
You know, I mean, that's the thing, that's what Gary provides for people, right? Like you could have easily gone, gotten back to him in a week or even six months and he would have said, yes, I'm happy to talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on. Secondly, like I just, I always tell people do not get discouraged. I mean, it really is a shot of confidence. And so it's difficult. How do you then react from that place to move to the next thing, right? It's like the, the, like grieving, you have to just go through the emotion and know, you know what, know the value that you bring and go after that. Don't get discouraged. Don't beat yourself up. Um, you know, like you said, we've all been there. I've been there myself and it fucking sucks, but you have to figure out, okay, what's the learning in this? Take the accountability, learn quickly, learn from it and move forward. Don't dwell in it. Absolutely. And you have, a, you have a choice at that moment. I talk about this moment all the time. At your lowest, you never know what that lowest is until you get to that point. And when you do, it's the worst. And it's really about being able to dig in deep and harness your inner tenacity. And not everyone has it. You know, I mean, I feel I have it in spades and that's what drives my career forward. But not everyone has it. And it's about thinking, what, what is your North Star? What's going to pull you up from that moment? What are you looking at that's going to get you to that next level? And we talked about this before. It really comes down to self-awareness. And Gary said it to me, and I've had this conversation. Gary at that moment, you know, Gary spoke to me afterwards, and he said to me, stop focusing on the shit that you suck at and double down on your strengths. Yep. And I took it to heart, and, that's, and that's, what, that's what drove me forward to where I am today. I pivoted, and now I'm sitting here doing podcasts and recruiting and, and loving it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just how you react in the moment. And here's the thing. I don't judge people for how they react in that moment because it is surprising. And whether you lose your cool or, you know, you are completely quiet and, you know, unemotional in, in, in the moment, that's, there's no judgment on my end. It's what you do after, right? And I always do my best to make sure that I'm overextending myself to be available for someone in whatever capacity that they need after they move on. People, pe people need support and they need a soft landing. And I've been in companies too, where literally you're out, you're a second later, you're being escorted by by security, like, what do you think? I'm going to steal the freaking stapler? You think I'm going to throw a chair out the window? Come on. Yeah, it's we're we're humans, and like, if if really someone is a liability, then a company would have dealt with it very fast. There's a right. There's a different story. There's certain circumstances where people need to be <laughs> removed from the premises um, immediately, but th but that's not the case. Exactly. Let me ask you a personal question here. When that time comes, and and this can't be easy. When you have to let somebody go. How do you, how do you prepare yourself mentally yeah, and what goes through your head? Yeah. You know, it's challenging um, because I feel I'm someone who likes to build relationships with people that I work with. So it's not just transactional, right? I'm not one of those sort of, I don't want to say that there are cold hearted HR executives out there. That's not fair, but I think we all have a different way of how we come in and build relationships. And I think for me, I take that, that's probably number one for me. So it's hard, it's challenging. And if I'm in an organization where I'm consistently doing it, it is really, like I, I have to step away from that and realize that that's not the right role for me. Now, because I'm developing these relationships with people, if you know consistent feedback is given where the employee is not performing, I can then be that supportive coach, right? And say, listen, maybe you should pivot your career elsewhere, or this might not be the right place for you. And that's okay, but you're still a great, you know, you still have a lot of great um, qualifications and, and, you know, you're, you will definitely be a value add elsewhere. So I think it's how you 
develop those relationships and how you get there to have that conversation. But they're not easy. It's not easy for me. I, I can't even imagine that. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, look at, looking at that moment. I mean, that was the, I mean, I listen, I could say this now. I, I saw it coming. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I saw it coming. And it, it's never easy. It never happens. And I've been I've been let go as part of downsizing. Um, you know, I've been let go because we lost business at an agency, and I've been fired. And there's there's a difference between each. And I think it's you know really about that circumstance. If you hit the nail on. Now let, let's let's kind of twist it around a little bit. And you could certainly withhold names. You could withhold situations and companies. But tell me, if you would indulge us a horrible story about you firing somebody and that going terribly wrong. And you could change the names for the sake of anonymity. Just keep it clean. You know, I worked, uh, I, yeah, I won't talk, I, I worked for company X and we were unfortunately going through um, just, you know, a, a series of just misfortune of losing business. And it was during, you know, the doc, I mean, uh, the financial crash. So, you know, we were sort of um, kind of enveloped in that situation. So we were going from a company of 120 to 20, and I was the last one to basically write my severance package and, you know, stay on as a consultant and kind of keep the HR operations going. And an employee that we um, had to let go, I didn't have the closest relationship with him, and that's okay. Um, and I wasn't sure how it would go. So typically, as HR people, we either say, this is going to be, you know, th this is going to be as difficult of a conversation, this, this will be okay. We're going to be okay in this conversation. The employee is going to navigate it well. Right. You're expecting the worst and, you know, a tsunami and God knows what can ensue from that. Right. So I've always, um, so in this situation, when I was having the conversation, I honestly wasn't sure how it would go. And I go back to, because I didn't have a relationship with this, uh, this individual, it, it did go really, really sour. So when we let him go and he saw what was going, going on around him, he was an executive at the company, realized, you know, we, we are downsizing dramatically. I just didn't think he thought that he'd be one of the executives to go. So when we let him go and it had nothing to do with performance, it was strictly financially based, right. um, you know, his emotions got the better of him and he, he broke down. And I really believe I'm someone who is empathetic. I feel feelings on a very deep level. And it was the time of my career where I sat there with a tissue box crying with that individual. You know, he confessed. I mean, he basically, you know, explained his, situ his personal situation. His wife was diagnosed with stage four cancer. His first child was off to college. Like, Jeez. you know, so financially, this was going to be a massive burden on him. And so it was just he and I in the room. And uh, I said, listen, I, this is a difficult conversation as I can only imagine on the receiving end. Take some time and let's connect in a couple of days when you've been able to sort of recollect your thoughts and let me see what we can do on our end. Because I didn't feel like it felt right to just say, here's your package and go. Bye. I wanted to see if there was something that we could do that would be unique to that individual to make sure that they are, are landing in, in, a, in the most positive way. And I think you hit the, the, the nail on the head that we're all individuals, we're all human, we're not machines, this isn't a factory, and it really comes down to, to empathy, and I think that's really what defines a good HR leader. More importantly, why someone gets into the profession, because mm -hmm. they have such a strong, you know, that EQ side that they really are in touch with their own self-awareness, and they're able to project it out and handle some of the, the toughest situations. It's almost like being a doctor and having to give, uh, you know, having to give bad news. So let's switch to, to a happier note. What, what's, a favorite, what's your favorite part of your job? 
You know, I love seeing employees really just grow within their career. And uh, whether, you know, I'm a part of it or not, and I never feel that I, you know, am a part of it, I'm just there to help support it. You know, I never have a stake in the outcome in that sense. But, you know, I love to see employees just really flourishing in their career, feeling really awesome about the place that they're working at, and, um, you know, just contributing and bringing their best self which is the best, you know? Um, and then, you know, having, um, you know, a little bit of validation because I feel HR is a thankless job to be quite frank. Like you said, HR is thought as hiring and firing. But when you hear someone say, you know what, you really made an impact on my career. That to me is just like amazing. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. Like I didn't realize until after, so it's so funny because, you know, people ask me the same question when I'm on podcasts and I say, you know, when I got into recruiting, I didn't even realize that I was actually going to have an impact on people's lives versus when I was working on the agency side. And yet maybe I was making an ad for a company or helping with their marketing plan. And ultimately that was helping their bottom line. But now I get to affect people's careers, whether they're out of work, whether they're in a work in a job that they don't want. There, there's such a good feeling about being able to help somebody. And I always like when I make an offer and, and you've made offers and you're, it's, there's nothing better about my job than making somebody an offer. Literally 20 minutes before this call, Someone accepted an offer and they were like life-changing, more money, happier career. And, and, that's what puts, and that's what puts a smile on our face. Totally. Absolutely. Minnie, this is awesome. So I, I certainly appreciate your time. I'm going to wrap it up with some closing thoughts here. So I think it's safe to say at some point in our career that all of us have been, most of us have been fired or let go. It's certainly an unfortunate truth of life as a professional, whether it's in your control or not. But it's really about how you react in that moment, how you respond and how you move forward that counts the most. So. I've been let go, I've been fired, I've been downsized a few times, and it sucks every single time, but I've bounced back stronger than the previous experience, and that's helped me springboard to the next. I've also learned, most importantly, no matter how upset you are, how much you think that you know, life is throwing garbage at you and, and everything's going down, that you do not burn bridges on the way out because you never know when you're gonna cross over them again. This is the long game, people. I talk about this all the time. Case in point, look who I have on my podcast today. I have Minnie here. I mean, she's... She's the one who actually fired me, but we didn't let one moment, she was doing her job, define our relationship because we had a great relationship before. She was just doing our job and we had a great relationship afterwards. And I'm confident that we're going to stay in touch and continue to add mutual value. So Minnie, of course. thank you so much for being on the show. I, I love talking about your journey, your thought leadership, which I think is so critical and important in this space and your actionable, tangible advice um, to my listeners. So where, where could people connect with you? You can connect with me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook. Snapchat. Minnie has a cool Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to stay connected. And you know, I want to thank you, Adam, for um, inviting me on your podcast. I think you're doing some incredible things. And I'm just so happy to see your success on the sideline. And I wish you nothing but more success in life. So. I, I appreciate that. And, and folks, this is the type of advice you need to harness your inner tenacity and drive your career, career forward. So thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please follow us on all the social media. Subscribe below where well, you can't see me, but I'm pointing below comments. And remember to take your online relationships offline. Keep things moving. Guys, thanks for joining us. Catch us next week on the podcast for more amazing guests. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Minnie. Thank you. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode, jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.